0: Thank you. body. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two of Stargazer Sports here on the Blast Music 247 uh, YouTube platform. I am super excited uh, to be with you all tonight. Um, As I said, for episode two, but today it is part two of my series that I am doing on our Dallas Cowboys coach, coach Mike McCarthy, on why he is going to lead the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl in 2023. Um, I wanna say I'm just super, super excited. Hey, how you doing, Sunshine? I'm really glad um, you guys joining me tonight um i'm super excited guys because as you guys know training camp is right around the corner uh i believe if i'm not mistaken that it starts on july the 24th could be wrong about that but i think it's in that week um so it's going to be very exciting of course in future episodes we are going to be talking I'm going to be giving you content about training camp, um, and maybe potentially bring on some, some, some other content creators that can kind of give us some commentary about who may actually be at training camp. Um, but I'm super excited uh, because tonight, we are going to continue to look into our coach, Coach Mike McCarthy. Um, last show, we went um, over Mike's history his tenure um, as a coach before he became, well, we went over his tenure as a coach before he became the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. And then we also went over what he was able to accomplish as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Um, And there's many things that we had realized about him. Like for one, being the offensive coordinator, And providing the New Orleans Saints their first playoff win in franchise history. Um, We learned that he's coached three different Hall of, well, two already Hall of Famers in uh, Joe Montana and also Brett Favre. Um, And then also we know he coached Aaron Rodgers, who is we know is going to be a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. He's just not that yet because he's still playing in the league. Um, but uh, this is a guy that has won um, with multiple organizations, has been coached. He is a, what would it be, a second, I believe? He'd be a second generation, or no, a third generation uh, prodigy of the great Bill Walsh, which is... Which, if you don't know who Bill Walsh is, please Google him. But <laughs> Bill Walsh is the father of the modern uh, of the West Coast offense that we see in today's NFL. Um, and we know if you go back and watch my episode, go back and listen to my first episode, you'll know uh, that uh, uh, Paul Hackett was the coach that ended up was an assistant off- well, sorry, was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers when they won their Super Bowl, I believe in 19. Can't remember the exact year, but I think it was somewhere, somewhere in the 80s and then he actually uh Mike actually he took Mike under his wing uh when Mike was studying um getting his masters uh, at the University of Pittsburgh. So um, and you guys, let me know. I hope you guys can, um, y'all got you guys can hear my music in the background. Let me make sure everything's good on my end. Y'all give me just a second. Make sure everything is rolling smooth. It should be. Uh, Let me just, before I transition, I might have to just change a little bit of properties here. Let's see here. Yeah, you guys should be able to hear it. Hope so. Y'all can't let me know. I might have to turn it up a little bit. Can y'all hear, oh, can you hear it now? Y'all let me know. Let me see. Yep, should be, should all be there. I did just turn it up for you guys, so. Okay. Okay. Can y'all hear the music now? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not sure why you guys aren't able to hear my music. I have it playing loud. I've turned it up pretty pretty loud. And I've had made sure the settings are so that the viewers can hear it, but um, I'm gonna go ahead and move uh, into my presentation um, so that we can get this show on the road. Um, I apologize if you cannot hear my music. But I'm going to move into the presentation. Um, So let's go. And again, if you are listening to this on the Blast uh, Music Radio uh, station, um, I would encourage you to go um, over to... um, I strongly encourage you guys to when you have time, to go over to the Blast Music 247 uh, YouTube um, so that you guys are able to uh, see my presentation because I have built out an entire presentation for the viewers who are watching on YouTube to see. Um, so again, if you would like to see that, please go to the YouTube channel when you have time. Okay, but anyway, let's get... Um, let's get this show rocking okay so why mike mccarthy will lead the dallas cowboys to a super bowl in 2023 part two okay so in today's episode we are going to be talking specifically and i debated of whether we would i would go into something else or i want to just focus on this specific moment in Mike's life, and I thought it was important to just hone in on this specific uh, time in his life, which is his hiatus. Okay? So, uh, I wanted to specifically go over this because his hiatus actually shaped, which I did not know. Um, isn't it crazy how we just keep finding out little nuggets about Mike, but there are things that we have heard our coach say in, uh, in his press conferences, the assistant coaches saying in their press conferences, the way in which they operate, we've seen that they've had this, uh, synchronicity. It just seems like the both the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, have become together as one unit. Um, And there were things that I discovered that Mike actually found out during his hiatus period, which took place in uh, 2019 after he was let go from the Green Bay Packers. You guys know that he was let go in the 2018 season. He decided to take a step back in the 2019 uh, season to really – what we're going to get into – what he actually did. So today, we're actually going to listen to Coach Mike and Peter King. If you don't know who Peter King is, he is a sports newscaster, a very popular, famous sports news, sports newscaster. We're going to listen to his interview that he did with Peter King, um, and then we're going to talk it out. We're going to talk about it. We're going to... Uh, hit on the key points of this interview that I feel like really sheds light on who coach Mike McCarthy is so without further ado let's go ahead and get into uh, let's see here let's go ahead and get into the interview with Peter and just need to get it we're gonna get it set up you guys give me a second here I can ensure to get this right I apologize because it looks like (laughs) It's deviated from, hey, J Money, how you doing? Glad to see you guys in the chat tonight. Very excited for this show. You guys give me a second. I'm just going to pull up my interview that I had already queued. Some reason it kind of went off and divvied away from me, but uh, that's okay. I can pull it up right here. No problem at all. And you guys will have to hopefully you guys let me know in the chat if you guys that you guys can hear the interview. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I got it queued up. I'm going to transition it now, and I'll be going back and forth, you guys. So we'll listen to the audio. Then I'll come back and we'll talk about it. Listen to the audio, come back and talk about it, Okay. You guys let me know. Hopefully uh, everybody is able to hear the audio that is playing. are you guys saying that the are you guys saying that the audio is low? Can you guys hear the audio I might need to I don't know why I'm having a little bit of trouble with my audio tonight guys I might just have to I was trying to do the show through my earphones um, but I feel like it's affecting the sound some way so let me i'm going to take off my earphones and just have the audio playing through the actual my actual uh, speakers okay
1: and so basically it is can perfect.
0: you guys hear the audio now
2: yeah yeah we both will tell you our hobbies are construction. So it's, it's okay. I it's, think apparently it might have been my earphones it, so, affecting the
0: audio you know, for I some re- weird reason. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and just restart this so that you guys, the viewers, can hear the interview. Again, this is you can look this interview up right on YouTube. This is Mike McCarthy and Peter King's interview that took place um, in uh, 2019 when Mike McCarthy was on a hiatus. He took, he stepped away from coaching. Okay, let's let's go.
1: Create a workspace where football for the past year in a village eight miles from Lambeau Field, Mike McCarthy has studied football and his future like he never has before. This is Mike McCarthy's gap year, his comeback year back to the NFL. The comeback is happening here in a tricked out barn accompanied by one thing, just listen sounds of silence this was mccarthy's idea it's sort of gruden-esque create a workspace where football is everything invite three coaches unemployed like you to dissect the game several days a week and figure a way to address your perceived weaknesses so that when you hit the interview trail you'll be able to convey why you're a better coach now than a year ago a year ago when you were fired by the Green Bay Packers, when did you move here, Mike?
2: Uh, we moved here in two thousand eight. You know, Just and I were married two thousand eight. Uh, she actually uh, built the home in two thousand and six.
1: And so basically, it has been sort of a constant ad since then. Yeah, we yeah, we
2: both will tell you our, our hobbies are construction. So <laughs> it's, it's, we always have a project going on, and so and
1: this this has been part of it. I can see why no matter where you end up, assuming you end up somewhere a month or so from now, you'll probably miss this spot wherever you live. Oh,
2: definitely. Now, this,
1: yeah, this is home. You know, there's, there's no
2: place like home. And some great advice that was given to me uh, when I started doing these different projects was, you know, when you, you know, buying a house is one thing. That's, it's a financial decision. But when you, when you build a home, you know, you do whatever you feel like you need to do for your family.
1: So Mike, here we are. We're doing uh, a little visit with you at your place in Green Bay, just outside of Green Bay. And I just want to know if you could give me, you know, sort of the Cliff's Notes version of how you ended at this sort of compound, you know, six or eight miles outside of.
0: Okay, Bambo guys, I'm gonna Field. pause it right here. So I just wanted y'all to hear pretty much that intro where Peter King is fleshing out and talking about the purpose of the interview, what Mike, he basically gave a brief synopsis on what Mike McCarthy did in the hiatus, which was he took time, he built out this tricked out barn, you guys can see it in the pictures uh, because I have steals of the actual interview uh where Mike McCarthy built out in his barn and a, a whole studio where he went uh, through his entire, uh, coaching history uh, from Green Bay to Kansas City, things like that. We're going to get into that, uh, but he did it with about three other coaches. Um, and so that that right there gives us insight on who Mike McCarthy is. But I want to go ahead and skip over to um, the, the concept, well, where Mike McCarthy is going to talk about I'm not going to play the whole interview, guys, but like I said, if you want to listen to the interview, you can go to YouTube, type in how Mike McCarthy has prepared for his return to the NFL. It is an interview that is on NBC Sports YouTube where you can view that if you want to listen to the entire interview. But for sake of time, we are just going to listen to snippets of the interview. So I'm going to go over to the part where Mike McCarthy is going to specifically talk. They're going to have more dialogue on what he did uh, during this specific hiatus year.
1: Mike, what has the past year been like for you? You were let go by the Packers almost a year ago now. So what's that been like for you? I mean, really the best way to describe
2: it, it, it has clearly been a gift. Uh, I am so thankful for the time it has given me personally, uh, just to, you know, it, being an NFL coach for a long time, just being in a coaching profession, uh, just really have the ability to step away and be a normal father be a normal husband and that that has been uh that's been incredible just the, the, the quality moments that we were able to have but you know frankly it's really given me an, an incredible opportunity to take a deep dive professionally just to go back and get into things um that i haven't really looked at in quite some time um go back really over the course of my whole career really organize a lot of things I mean just different notes from you know, the old days, old West Coast offense notes and Kansas City run game things. And you know so that, that part, of, that, that's, that's been fun. And then the formation of the McCarthy group, just we're you know, combining with three other coaches and a, and a football tech individual to just really pound through volumes of, of, of video and just really get prepared and, and excel. And, and frankly, the, the goal is just to improve. And uh, it's been a, a really
1: healthy six months. How long did it take you?
0: So, we're going to pause right there. And so, let's talk about that. So, let me transition here. So, here we just heard the part of the interview where Peter King asked Mike, What is this? What has this time been like for you? Right. And so, we can see here on the screen, I have the presentation up. Mike McCarthy says he considered his time away from the game as a gift, right? And he named specific reasons. He said, I got to be a normal father and a husband. So, one, that's the first thing that he said. And I really think it's important for us to know that at Mike McCarthy's core, he is a family man, right? He believes in the value of family, okay? Not just, and we see that not just from Obviously, he's a husband. He's a father, but also from the context of these coaches, and he says this later on in the interview. He identifies the coaches um, in which he um, he identifies the coaches in which he worked with. So you can see on the screen is Jim Haslett, which was the head coach when Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator for the Saints, right? Frank Signetti, who was a QB coach in Green Bay in 2018, right? That was the last year that Mike was in Green Bay. Justin Rutter, and then Scott McCurley, um, who is now the Dallas Cowboys linebacker coach. And he was the former uh Green Bay Packers linebacker coach. So the reason why I want to point out that the, the thing about family is that Mike McCarthy strongly believes and familial ties or you'll say relationship ties which i think is something that's important Uh, why do i say it's important because it shows that this guy values connections right and that's just such a huge part of being a coach being able to connect with people i went over in the last episode His ties to Brian Schottenheimer, who is what? Now our offensive coordinator. Because remember when Mike was in Kansas City, who was the head coach? Marty Schottenheimer, which was who? Brian Schottenheimer's father. So I'm bringing this concept up of he is a person that believes in valuing relationships, right? He values relationships, his family, but also you can you can call these guys his football family, guys that he has built, um, he has built and has history with. Okay, but then he moves into and he says, during this time in the hiatus, he got to delve right into his entire coaching tenure. So he said, I went over old West Coast offensive notes from Green Bay. I went over the Kansas City run game. So this is a man who during his time away from football decided to let me go back to look at all the things that I've built out in the past, right? I'm delving, he said, me and these, uh, what is it, four gentlemen, we delved, he said, we delved so deep into film." okay delve so deep into film to under to see the concepts then but also to see the concepts now in today's modern nfl when i say now obviously in well yeah 2019 is still pretty modern (laughs) it's not like the nfl has changed that much of at all from 2019 to 2023 maybe some rule changes but the concept of football and all these things is the same correct so I wanted to bring up that point right um to show us that this is a and then I wanted I specifically put on the screen so that we can see the West Coast offensive nose and then also the Kansas City run game I, I put the specifically I wanted to point that out because I think Mike McC- Knowing how Mike McCarthy values his history, right, and how he's taking from what we've seen, right, Dak Prescott has said that this new offense that we're going to see in 2023 is called what they're calling the Texas Coast, or for short, you can just call it the Tex Tex Coast offense. (laughs) So instead of West Coast, the Tex Coast offense, right? Um, And so we know Mike McCarthy is going to take things that he did in Green Bay, right, but he's also has evolved it. So it's not going to be strictly what he did in Green Bay. He's also going to bring in concepts from the Air Coriel system, which is something that his offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, is extremely familiar with. Um, and I am I would go into – y'all let me know if y'all want me to do a show about the West Coast and the Air Correale uh, because that's a whole nother show. But just uh, letting you guys know that a lot of – and I I want to go through and delve into – And I encourage you guys, go through and look at uh, the Kansas City's run game when Mike McCarthy was there. Um, That way you're able to see there might be some things that we can identify in our new run game. Like we're really going to start seeing the offensive form when training camp starts. We're going to – because the fans, everybody's going to be able to see the concepts that are being formed. So I think, you know, we can get a heads up by looking in Mike's past. Um, So I really wanted to point those specific things out. But anyway, all in all, during this time in the hiatus, Mike McCarthy reflected, okay? So that's something that's important for a coach because, or for anybody, because how can you move forward if you don't reflect on your past, right? You can't really move forward if you don't look at what happened in the past so that you don't continue to repeat the same mistakes. I hope you guys are understanding. And this this whole uh, my whole purpose of doing this whole presentation is so that we as the Cow- Dallas Cowboys nation can build up confidence in coach Mike McCarthy, Um, because as I said, there's been a lot of narratives that have been put out about our coach, um, a lot of narratives that have been put out about him, um, about his capabilities, right, as a head coach. So I'm showing, I'm going through this to, to help us to know that Mike McCarthy is a man that he's been preparing our coach has been preparing for quite some time to lead our team because this is the hiatus that he did before he became our head coach in 2020. So, anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, move into, uh, I believe, I think I want to go ahead and move into the next part of, um, of the interview if we can sorry guys i hope you guys can hear my presentation music pretty good seems kind of low to me but i hope it's it's a good volume for you guys but anyway we're gonna go ahead and move into the next part of the interview that i want uh us to listen to concerning let me go here Uh uh-oh Oh, here we go we want to go to the next part of the interview uh where mike is going to talk about um how he's changed and how he's evolved um as a coach so let's go ahead i'm gonna have to transition this okay and let's go
1: how do you think you have changed as a football coach in the last year,
2: changed. Uh, I think I'm more rejuvenated.
1: Frankly, I, I think it's been great to dive into the
2: old concepts and see you know, really, uh, you know, the variations that come off it. Uh, the, we do a trench tape every week. It's, you know, it's a it's a cut up that runs through you know filters that we've established using PFF. We're talking about uh, those guys earlier. So just staying on top of the trends and the different things that people are doing more, and just seeing how. Guys have been real creative uh, with the variations. So, you know, that, that's, that's been a lot of fun. So you know, with that, you're you know, just getting ready to how you would build it, the, your, that next offense. And, you know, as, as we know, it's really going to – who you're working with will be a big part of that too. So it's been really just the opportunity to go back and start to redo playbooks, you know, cut-ups. Um, I, was, I was working on my first, you know, my first talk to the football operations group uh, last week so just doing, looking at old i've looked at a lot of old talks you know, old presentations that i've done over the years and just because going back through them frankly just get me back into mindset to, to get ready to interview
0: okay guys and so we're going to uh take a small break i'm going to hand it off to v uh, our vice president who's going to take over and show us the blast artist of the week
3: indeed indeed the blast artists of the week is sponsored by the lee law firm if you are in the dallas fort worth area and you need some legal assistance contact the lee law firm you can find them on facebook but we also have an ad right after the blast artists of the week and the blast artists of the week is our girl demi day and this is called be like you check it out
4: Reach light, can't reach like, reach like everybody can't dream like can't dream, dream like everybody can't be like can't be like. like everybody can't be like you like you everybody can't reach like reach like light. and everybody can't dream like dream, dream like everybody can't be like be, be like Everybody can't be like you. I understand you got your own thing going. Merely on down the stream, you better keep on rowing. They try to knock your self-esteem, you better keep on glowing. Don't let nobody in between that future you be knowing. So here's my message to you. Ain't no person on Earth that can outdo you. Be yourself into yourself. You'll be honest that you knew you. Only you can be a rock when it ain't no one else around. And if you don't love yourself, then the only way is down. But I believe in you. I see you got some dreams in you. Full speed ahead. I see you got some steam in you. Just keep chugging away. Be grateful for every day that you get to bless the world with such a beautiful face. Let your shadow make the chase. Let your heart dictate the pace. Let your mind give you the strength and let your spirit run the race. I bet your ancestors cheering. Seeing the path you clearing. Nothing worth fearing. Every lesson worth hearing. But every now and again they try to break you. Lean into them wounds even though they might be painful. And when they heal the scars, that's when you gonna see a breakthrough. I'm praying that you make do with every resource within your grasp. Multiply it forth and be generous with your math. Kindness in your head, willing to understand that every single second you get is another dance. And every single moment you breathe is another chance to do something you love, to always rise above. Parting for the past, don't let that trauma beat you up. Be gentle with your mental and everything you done been through. End of the day, you're the reason I grabbed a pencil so I could draw you up with motivational stencil, tracing the inspiration, make way for the destination. Cause trust me, I can see all of the places that you're headed. And I'm here to let you know you ain't gon' never reach a dead end. Everybody can't reach, light, can't reach like, can't reach like. Everybody can't dream can't like, dream like. Everybody can't be like, can't be like. like. Everybody can't be like you, like you. Everybody can't reach like, reach like. And everybody can't dream like, dream, dream like. Everybody can't be like, be like. like. Everybody can't be like you. The Lee Law Firm. Firm.
3: It is a law firm for those in the Dallas Fort Worth area seeking a holistic approach to solving their legal matters. Just some of the legal services the firm provides. It's divorces, custody suits, child support, and adoptive child services, criminal defense, DUI defense, wills, trust, power of attorneys, and many, many more. You can contact the lee law firm
0: the lee law firm
3: and make sure that you say the word blast when you speak to the lee law firm representatives and receive 10 percent discount on your initial retainer to hire the firm yes indeed and that was our girl demi day and if you are an independent artist or even a spoken word poet or up-and-coming comedian that would like some exposure you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But hold on, Blast Music is needing you, the fans that love music. Just like Demi Day, there are amazing artists that are on blast waiting to share their music with you. So go to blastmusic247.com. You can register as a fan, of course, for free and listen to hundreds of amazing independent artists. So again, that's blastmusic247.com, changing the industry one artist at a time. Back to you, Star.
0: Thank you, Veep. Um and that was also <laughs> the blast music uh artist of the week are always fire, so you guys please please check out um that artist content because that was a fire song. I'm gonna also be downloading that. Okay, but um anyway, moving on. So we just went over in the, before we took a small break, um, to tell you guys, we went over the part of the interview uh, where Peter King specifically asked Mike, how has he evolved as a coach? And that's when he specifically went through saying that we've gone through high volumes of film and that we've been staying on top of trends. We've been redoing playbooks. So. This is what Mike McCarthy did during his time. So I know that there was a rumor out there that Mike McCarthy was a—he didn't spend any time really doing anything. He was, you know, he's a fake analyst, you know, fake analytics guy, and uh, you know he didn't really delve into film and all that stuff. But I want to tell you guys that that is complete BS, <laughs> uh, because you can see. All that this man put into during that year off, right? So Mike McCarthy is a guy, like I said, that he evolves as a coach. Because there were some people, there's also some people saying, Oh, is this gonna look the same as Green Bay, and he's gonna go stale, and all of these, all of these narratives that have been swirling around our coach. But the narratives I'm here to inform you are not true, <laughs> okay. Uh, because not only did our coach take a whole year off of football to analyze uh, his past, but also he looked into the future, right? He looked into the current league and then developed and redeveloped former playbooks and, thing- and passing and running concepts and all these things, but not just with himself because two is better than one. But Mike didn't only just get another partner, he got about – three, how many people? One, two, three, four other people to help him go through all of this film and analyze. And these are people that he formerly had connections with. One of these guys is now one of his assistant coaches for the Dallas Cowboys. So I just think that it's so important as we continue to go through this interview, learning about who our coach is and how he took the time off to actually evolve as a person, but also as a coach, which is most important to us because that's what affects our team, Okay, So I want to go ahead and move on to the next slide on what did Mike specifically learn during his Hiatus. Okay. And so I'm going to play the part of the interview from Peter King. Um, but here we have excerpts that was written by uh RJ Ochoa from Blogging with the Boys. This is an excerpt from his article where he actually broke down the Mike McCarthy and Peter King interview. So I have this on the screen, it's gonna be exactly verbatim. You'll hear it from Mike and Peter King as they're talking, but you can also see the dialogue here on the screen. Um, and so this is really, really, really important point because if you've been following the team and maybe you haven't been following the team, I encourage you to do that. And I also encourage you to always follow Dallas Cowboys YouTube, listen to the, the press conferences of the coaches and the players. Uh, But let's go ahead. I'm going to play this part of the interview for us. Um, I want to play this part of the interview so that, um, let's see here. Yeah, hold on. Let's see. Sorry, guys, I got to make sure I'm getting the right uh part of the interview. I think it's probably this. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and play it here. Let me transition it here for us.
1: And Oh, hold on, that's not right. Okay, let's see.
0: Yeah. What has he learned from watching the NFL? All right.
1: Let's talk about one or two things that you have found out, maybe about things you want to do differently in your offense coming into 2020, or maybe things you've learned from watching the NFL in a way that you could never watch it uh, when you're coaching, because then you're so dialed into your own team and that opponent now you can watch 32 teams every week so give me an example of how you feel that you're going to take something you've learned this year into your new world well i think it's like anything you
2: you you have time to reflect uh the brutal honest with yourself is is where you're going to get the most value and i've looked at every coaching staff every decision uh, you know, installation of offense, you know, scheduling, you know, we practice on Fridays, you know, then we didn't practice on Fridays. So when you have a chance to look at all those things, um, it, it gives you, you know, a more distinct, you know, focus on exactly how you'll approach that next one. So, I mean, one thing, just to give you a, a direct answer to your question, I, if you're going to call the offense, if you're going to be the play caller on Sunday, you need to be the, the major installer. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So that's that's something that I got away from um, in the second half of my career there in Green Bay. And so that, that how did that, you do it in the second? Well, half we here. spread it out, and in you know the, the the why we did things. They're all sound judgments and good decisions. And you're trying to evolve your staff. You're trying to, you know, you're you're trying to let coaches grow. You're you know, this coach was charged a third down, and then you wanted to grow his experience, and he got switched to red zone. So you. You know you're, you're trying to do different things with, with staff development frankly the priority of staff development probably took a little bit away from you know the game planning process of how we did it in the early years. So you know it's not a really right
1: and wrong, it's more of a preference. Why do you think it's important for the guy who is installing to be the guy who's calling the plays?
2: Because I think it's the same thing on defense too because every player in that room needs to know why you're calling that play. He needs to hear from you why he's going to play. You know, you you rely on a, a long term relationship with your quarterback or your offensive coordinator or your offensive line coach. You know, that's you know, that's that's not as good as if you're in there installing it,
1: and, you know, doing it each and every day. When you have watched football this fall,
0: okay, guys. So a
1: coach or two, we say. Yeah, that guy, I never got Let's go to ahead and
0: talk moment. about that. Okay, so uh sorry guys, let me go ahead and transition back. My slides kind of skipped back on me, but y'all give me a second, we'll get it pulled right back up. Okay, here we go. So so this is extremely important, and I'm gonna, for the sake of time, I'm not gonna delve too much into it. I will, we're gonna really flesh it out on the. New, y'all have to tune back in next Monday at seven, okay? But um, if you have been watching the um, Dallas Cowboys press conferences from our coaches. This is a concept that Mike McCarthy has continuously said, right? And this is what he said to responses when people were criticizing him. Oh, Mike, why aren't you, um, you know, why don't you take over the offense? You know, you're allowing Keller Moore, who was our former offensive coordinator, to call plays and all this stuff. And it's like, why don't you call plays, you know, all of these things. And Mike said this. And I never knew that this—that this is a concept that he developed. This is an evolve uh, a new concept that he learned over his hiatus. So just to know that our coach took something, right? That he wasn't doing in Green Bay. Because if you listen, he said that's what we got. Away. He said I got away from that in Green Bay because we started spreading it out and divvying responsibilities to various people. But he was like. It's so important, and you can see here on the screen that if you're the play caller, right, you need to install the offense because the players need to know from you the why. And that's also something if you have been if you have been listening to the press conferences, what the players have been saying. We know the why, we know the detail. You listen to Dan Quinn, you listen to Brian Scheinheimer, they're talking about the why, they're talking about the detail, nailing down the details. And Brian Schottenheimer actually said that this, that Brian Schottenheimer and Dan Quinn said, you know, all of this language it flows from Mike, because y'all may not know, but Mike McCarthy, during the beginning of mini camp, he had to have back surgery, so he only had his off his coordinators there, training the rookies, and um, uh, yeah, rookie mini camp, and they were saying like Mike is so organized. Because he lets us know specifically what he wants taught on each day, the details, everything like that. So knowing this is the type of coach that we have, a man that is extremely detail-oriented. You know what? Let's just go ahead and get into my next slide because let's go over it, okay? So we're going to talk about Mike's values as a head coach. I'm going to move this over here. And if you're looking on YouTube, this great, I have this board in the background, and like, this is just, like, you can see, and I've, I've had, I show his books and everything, so you can see just how technical, you know, this man is. But anyway, let's go over Mike's values as a head coach. Um, I'm, let, let me see if I want to go... I may be jumping ahead of myself. Um, yeah, I wanna, before I get to this, let me play. I'm gonna play one more clip, cause then what I just said is gonna tie all into Mike's values as a head coach. So let me go ahead and play one more clip for, uh, clip for us um, from this interview. And then we'll be able to talk about his values. Um, let's see here. I think it may be uh, here, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully.
1: Okay. When you look at yourself as a football coach, not necessarily scheme related, but is there something that you feel like you have sort of attacked in this year off and this rejuvenation year? Is there part of being a football coach that you feel you're going to be better at in 2020?
2: Definitely, because I mean, you've had a chance to. Step back, make sure you know your your, your versatility and the multiplicity. You know those tanks are full, and you know I, I think like anything with success, you can get you can you know go down a certain path, and, and you can stay down there a little too long. And it goes back to what I said earlier: you have to evolve. It's just all just on, on on offense or defense or special team schemes. You, you know you, how you train the team is, is probably more important. Um, you know, the health of your football team, you know, the wellness of your football team, you know, the, the, the continuing education of your, of your coaching staff. Uh, how do you move, you know, the education and, and the experience of everybody in the football operations? How do you move that forward? That, that's what, to me, that's what creates winning. So I, I think when when you don't have success, there, there has to be something you put it on, get it. That, that's our industry. There's so much more that goes in. There's so many more variables that go into winning
1: than, uh, you know, what plays run on offense. You know, Bill Parcells, I was having a conversation with him last year during the hiring process. And he expressed to me that, and a lot of the guys who were getting hired, he didn't know. And he expressed to me that a lot of these really smart guys, let's say on one side of the ball or the other, mostly offense but a lot of these smart guys have never had an opportunity to run a program, you know, to be a head coach. And he told me, he said, if I am looking for a head coach, I want a guy who's been a head coach. And one of the reasons I want that is that there are so many more things involved in being a head coach of a team than in sitting there and designing a good offense that's gonna overpower team X on Sunday. Now that you've had an opportunity to be away from it for a year, tell me if you think that's true. If so, what is it about being the head coach of a whole program that is an advantage?
2: Well, I think,
1: number one, I agree with 100%. Uh, I think it's that's,
2: that's the way I see it. I've told the story countless times about my first year as a head coach. Uh, we started off one and four. And I can remember Marvin Lewis called me and said, hey, how's it going? And I said, Marvin's oh, the head coach in Cincinnati, yeah, even at, then, right? At, at the time, correct. It was uh, 2000, 2006. And he says, how are you doing? I said, i never, to be honest, i never thought I was going to be this hard. The one at the end a damn football game as a head coach. And he says, whatever you do, he says, just stick your guns, don't change. He said, you're, you're there for a reason. Trust your instincts, you know, and... Stay the course," he said. "Don't change now," and, and that was great advice. Um, I, I can't tell you how much that that helped me through that first year because I mean, we were one and four. Um, I think we got to four and eight and finished eight and eight. So, and, and then I thought that really propelled us into the into the next year, two thousand seven, the NFC Championship game. So, uh, it was great advice, and now that I've been able to look back on that. And that that's the reality I mean, your instincts and awareness is, is is so much higher because of the experiences that you have and it's not about just a scheme on one side of the ball and frankly i've spent probably three times as much time on what i'm going to do as a program as what i'm going to do on offense because that's that's where the advantage is i mean you, you you've seen this league and particularly since 2011 parity comes in so many different forms it's not just in the draft it's also in how you train your team on how many, how many hours you can practice and so it's everybody's has to do everything the same so where is the advantage you
1: know, give, is me, it- give me an example if you can whether it be
0: okay so I want to I'm gonna get into the next part of the interview It's gonna be one more where Mike's gonna talk about uh, analytics But I do want to um, go ahead and, and flesh out some of the points. Okay, so Mike's values as a head coach. So, one, he mentioned how when he was starting off as a head coach, they did not have a great season at Green Bay. I went over that in the last episode. That's because Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers went down. So he was literally playing with his third quarterback. But he said that he received advice from Coach Marvin Lewis, who was the former head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, who told him, do not change. You were hired for a reason. Right. And then before this, Peter King went over how Bill Parcells had said that when he's looking for a head coach, he needs a head coach that has been a head coach before. Because that head coach, they come with that experience and knowledge of knowing that it's not about just, as Mike just said, he was like, I don't just focus on, I spend most of my time focusing on the program, which means my entire team, not just focusing on offense, right? Even though he's he was the, at Green Bay, he was the offensive coordinator, right? But he was like, I, I focus on building out my program and as we've looked, listened to previous parts of this interview he was saying that i've had the opportunity i've looked at every coach's scheme playbook all of this stuff right i went through all of these things right to develop when the players practice when we're not supposed to practice i went over all of this because that's what comes into being the head coach it's not just focusing on this side of the ball one side of the ball but it's focusing on the program as a whole and the beauty, this is just popped my head, but the beauty about this as well is that Mike McCarthy had 2020, 2021, and 2022 season to sit back and really just focus on his program, building up the culture of his team, which was something that he really focused on during the hiatus. How would he build up his team without even having to worry about play calling? So now in 2023 that he's transitioning into being a play caller, he's already got his team, his culture. It's already been established, right? But then he also talked about how he prepares and ensures that his staff, right? He prepares his staff and ensures that they're prepared, right? And he does that by laying the groundwork first, so, Mike, all of the concepts that he's, that you hear Dan Quinn talking about, that you hear Brian Schottenheimer talk about, Brian Schottenheimer talk about, these concepts is something that, that Mike had already developed, right? He had already been looking, before he even became the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, how he would prepare his team and make sure how will he prepare his staff, right? Because he said, you also want to prepare your staff. You want to make sure that your staff is up to date, that your staff knows exactly what is going on, exactly what you are looking for as a head coach. That way you can teach all the concepts and everything can be streamlined from the head coach all the way down to the water boy or the water girl, right? So, Let's go ahead and listen to this last part about analytics, um, and then we're going to go over, um, we'll get through our last slides in the next 10 minutes, um, and then you guys, unfortunately, y'all are going to have to wait and see me again next week um, so that we can get, uh, you know, delve more into this. Uh, we're going to transition into Mike's time that he's been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but um, let me go ahead. And play this last part of about analytics. Um, and then I think this is like I said, this is this part is super important because one narrative that's been spewed about Mike is that he's a fake, he's a fake analytics guy, which I already told y'all that was BS last week because Mike was a former quality control coach, which that's all they do is analytics and. And and preparing, looking at trends of the other team and all this stuff, and preparing the quarterback uh, so that he knows what he's looking at for the opposing, you know, with the opposing defense and stuff like that. Okay, but anyway, let's go ahead and listen to this last part about analytics.
1: Have you embraced it? Well, it's really how I how I got into the league. Uh, You know. Okay, so can can you give me? Can you just tell me what about analytics? Because honestly, when people think about people who would love analytics and really welcome analytics they wouldn't think you would be at the head of a line why and maybe you are why have you embraced it
2: well it's really how I how I got into the league uh, you know I was a quality control coach in 1993 handled all the game analysis and so learned it from the ground up and my thing with analytics and people used to hate, hate the term I'd say you know statistics are for losers because it's really the app application of the information from statistics is where the value is and and that's something that I've, I've always you know push forward so when you really break that down is all this analytics and the third party analytics in our in our business now are, are better than ever I mean, there's, some, there's some great companies out there that are, are giving you great information but the the real test is is, is how you know how to utilize it you know how, how does it show up and your schedule that has been minimized in training camp, it's been minimized in, in, in spring. So those are the thought process that, you know, it's been nice to take a step back and think about it and think it through. And, you know, we already have our calendar done for next year, you know, so it's, you know, you given, having conversations and, and, and going through those thoughts, you know, in May or, you know, in September when, you know, you really don't have to get into it till April, May, you know, you know six, eight, nine months from now. So that has been very helpful. You know, it's just you're having a lot of conversations uh, through this this McCarthy group that you don't really have the time because you know once once you get that new job, you hit it running and you got to hire staff and things are moving so fast that, you know, you you really have to have the groundwork laid and that's what's been great about this time off. We've been we've been able to refine some of the things that we've done in the past, been able to redo some things and really clean clean a lot of them off. So it, it's been a fun time.
0: Okay, so isn't our coach so cool? <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I am drinking the Mike McCarthy Kool-Aid, 100%. So anyway, so he just said what I just, what I just said, which is he came into the league as a quality control coach for Kansas City. Remember coaching Joe Montana? Mm-hmm um and so he learned his foundation is analytics but he he said something specifically that i have here on the slides he says statistics are for losers the real test is how you use the statistics because he said you know you got all these companies out here and they're great and they can put out pff they can put out <laughs> they can put out all these stats right all these numbers and all this stuff but it's like okay that's great but what does that mean Right, and how can I use these statistics in order to further and better my team? And then he talked about just how I have here on the, on the slide how he said, we already have our schedule laid out for next year. Mike McCarthy is one of the most forward, right? I, I, I can't say one, of, I won't say one of the most, but because that means I'm comparing to, comparing him to his peers and I have, it's not like I've, delved in deep to Andy Reid or John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin. So I I cannot speak for them, right? But I can speak for our coach and say that our coach is very forward-thinking, that a lot of the things that that he thinks months, years ahead. Because remember, he said, see, we have to do this stuff now. Because he said, once I get it, once you become a head coach, the ball is already running. So you have to have the the groundwork laid first. Right, and so the three values that I have for our head coach is that he's consistent, right? Because having what did he say? If you call, if you college, you gotta install it. He's still saying that, right? He's an analytics guy. Analytics is very important to him. That's his foundation, right? But also, he's he he believes in preparation and responsibility. That means that he believes that it's his job to prepare his staff so that the staff can then prepare the players, okay? So if we move quickly into our next um, slide here, give me a second. I said, why do we care, right? Because a head coach's values gives us insight on how they will run their team. It gives us the why right the why to decisions made but it also gives us the wisdom to have faith in the decisions made okay so that's why it's important that's why i chose to flesh out those values right so that when we see the different things in the way that our team our head coach operates okay it makes sense to us it shows us the why right but it also it also gives us faith in him because it gives us the wisdom. The values give us the wisdom, right? The knowledge, so that we can actually have faith in him. Not blind faith, but faith where we know who he is as a head coach. So we're able to be on board with the decisions in which he makes. One of the decisions on not interfering not saying I'm gonna call the plays when Killum was still here because if Mike had of did that part would have probably still been here and maybe he would have been gone. <laughs> so every decision that Mike McCarthy has made has been has been calculated and has been to move progress forward. Okay. So <clears throat> we're gonna do this is our last slide recap. Okay, so what have we learned so far Continue. Mike is a man of reflection, right? He took this whole year off. He took a whole year off to reflect, okay, Uh, on his past, uh, past mistakes and issues that he made, but then also took this time. um, Yeah, so he's a man of reflection, okay? Then he also values history, right? Values history. He went through his tenure in Green Bay, in Kansas City, New Orleans. He brought in his head coach that was with him in New Orleans. So he values history. I should also put there he values family. I already went over that extensively at the beginning of this episode. But Mike McCarthy is a man of reflection. He's a man that values history. He's a man that has evolved. If you what's he say? If you install it, you call it right. So he realized that was an issue at Green Bay. So he made sure that when he came to Dallas, he lived by that. He lived by what he learned. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, it didn't work out with Green Bay, but I'm going to just go and do the same thing in Dallas. No, he evolved. And then also that he's a detailed analyst who believes he functions better as a team. Why did I say that? Because he formed the McCarthy Group. So Mike McCarthy is a true Stats analytics guy, period. So if there's anything I want y'all to grasp from grasp from this show, is that Mike is extremely, extremely detail-oriented, that he has evolved as a coach, that he believes in history. And that he's about to take his history and all the new things and concepts that he's learned and be able to pour all of what he's been able to, to gather over these years, right? He's about to pour all of that into this team. He's already been pouring into it, but specifically since he's taken over play calling, he's about to flood all of that, right? You already see it. Look at how the coaches, like I said, are speaking. The players, you already see the mike mccarthy effect okay so that is the end of my presentation today guys i really hope that you guys enjoyed the show uh, it was a fantastic show i'm so glad that you guys joined me tonight please please uh follow all my social medias down below on twitter on instagram on facebook um as well if you guys could please donate to my channel because you donate to my channel it helps me grow uh and do various cool different graphics and also potentially be able to go to training camp and games and also help me up update my equipment so that you guys can have a better experience So please donate to the channel uh, via Cash App at dollar sign Stargazer Sports. Um, Please turn on your notification bells as well, guys. Please subscribe to the Blast Music 247 channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Stargazer Sports. Um, And you guys, um, please join me next week. Yes, please join me next week for episode three of why Mike McCarthy will, not Mike, not maybe, but why Mike McCarthy will lead the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl in 2023. And, yeah, you guys have a good and blessed night. Um, And see you guys next week at 7.